can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. What's going on, Giants fans? Welcome back to another Big Blue All Year reaction. Where's DJ Khaled? Because I think we got another one. We're going to get right into the episode, but don't forget to rate and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And follow us on all social medias at Big Blue All Year. First place. It's been a long time, but we're finally back on top. But at what cost? At what cost? Daniel Jones threw 16 completions, 27 attempts, 213 yards. But alas, no man is truly immortal. Going down with a hamstring injury, which will undergo an MRI on Monday. The injured Daniel Jones was replaced by a rusty Colt McCoy. But the Wayne Train Gallman put the team on his back and ran for 94 yards and 24 attempts and a touchdown. And Leonard Williams with yet another sack. And who? What? Nico Lyos? Who's that? With an interception to seal the deal to end the game. And our boy, Graham Gano, with 13 of the team's total points, resulting in a Giants win, 19-17, leading to a number one spot in the NFC East. This has been a New York Minute. We had him all the way, boys! There was, a never, there was never a doubt in my mind, Giants Nation, that the New York football Giants were gonna beat the Bengals and be, wait, did I hear it? I believe officially in first place, I guess pending the outcome of the Eagles game on Monday nights. But, uh, you know, it's ugly, but it's still a W in the stash sheet, boys. How's it feel? Oh, man, what a nail biter. What a close game that I thought it was going to be blowout foolishly. Very foolishly. Uh, you know, it really... The Giants had a lot of opportunities missed that they probably could have gone up big in this game. But they started to beat themselves. Luckily, that didn't show up in the loss column. Especially oh, mental boy. errors. I feel like they couldn't tackle Giovanni Bernard on that last. Dude, he broke like three tackles on one run in the last drive. I was like, oh, man. And that, oh, it was troubling, to say the least. But honestly, we got the W. Who gives a fuck? Let's go. First time they've been in the sole possession of first place in four or five years, probably. Like, I'll fucking take it all day long. All day. Ooh. All day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to say uh, I had uh, predicted the Giants going four and seven right now as of week 12 uh, in our uh, preseason prediction. So I'm just saying I knew it all along that they were going <laughs> to win. Um, you guys suck. I'm right. You're wrong. Um, Just how you no. drew it up, huh, Burger? Dude, I drew it up with negativity. <laughs> Pessimistic. <laughs> you know, it's that whole lifestyle choice. But uh, Well, I, I, I had us going 10 and 6, so. Yeah, well. Oof. Oof. No, great game. Running attack looked good again. Um, I don't think we got sacked once today, by the way, which is a nice that sign. Is of uh, Danny had... Danny had a great pocket today um, until he got hurt. He was looking great in the pocket. He's moving around. Um, he had a couple tight throws that uh, were some questionable plays. But uh, all in all, you know, 
team looked good. Special teams. That was, you hate to see a 103-yard kickoff after you score in the opening drive, but yeah. I'll tell you what, not for lack of trying, before Daniel Jones got knocked out of this game, and something tells me this week and Big Mac will be talking about that injury quite a bit, but there were some to your point, Berger. It was as if he was trying to break his no turnover streak uh, mm. between there was that one behind Evan Ingram that Mackenzie Alexander should have picked off across the middle. And then there were a couple others that just, you know, it, he has some of those, you know, brain farts uh, from time to time. But uh, a disciple, I wouldn't beat yourself up too badly because we were marching. We were doing whatever the, the Giants were doing, whatever the hell they wanted on the offensive side of the ball before Daniel Jones uh, got knocked out of the game. So I don't think it was going to be quite as sunshine as rainbows as you thought, you know, with the Bengals fans turning the game off at halftime. But I would have liked to think by the third quarter, we would have been up 10 points. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would have liked that, too. And man, oh, I the refereeing was a little questionable at times during this game, especially the missed pass interference on Golden Tate. And then the pass interference, the end zone with Darnay Holmes, which was horseshit, especially according to the commentators. If the commentators on TV have to say, I can't find the pass interference here. Where the fuck is it? We got a problem. And that's a huge play in the game. Wasn't that on third down or something? Uh, I do. It might have been earlier, but still, you set them up on the goal line with a first down. No shit they're converting that on the first try. You know, they got that Cam Fleming uh, holding call correct, though. That's for damn sure. Yeah, they did. Unfortunately, sorry, Cybo, you're right. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for uh, Matt Pert to come back and reclaim that tackle spot because Cam Fleming showed himself as the weakest link on the offensive line today. Goodbye. Everybody else was doing their job and damn well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, disciple, you're, you're right. I didn't hear uh-huh. Andrew Thomas's name too much, but there was one play in particular I really liked from Andrew Thomas. He, uh, Gallman's running and he's starting to get stopped. And then Thomas just comes in and delivers a boot and moves the pile like two, three yards. That, that makes a huge difference, dude. It really does. It's instinctual. It's fucking great football. You love to see it. You love to see how the offensive line hasn't missed a step with the hiring of Googe and firing of Colombo. They're right on track right now. I feel you there, Disciple. Uh, to go back, you were right. That uh, Darnay Holmes penalty was on third and 10 and brought them to the one-yard line. Yikes. Uh, yeah, so you hate to see that. But uh, can we uh, can we talk about possibly Patrick Graham's style today? He was very uh, – he just played back in coverage all day, which uh, – check me if I'm wrong. I think they were under 150 yards combined today, the Bengals. The um, total yards, 155 yards total. 40 uh, on the ground, 115 through the air. So 11 first downs. Yeah. Except – well, that, that doesn't count the 103-yard return on special teams. That's true. <laughs> oh, Disciple, you got to give props to your boy in that interception. Nico Lalos. So I chose Nico Lalos in August during training camp as the dark horse to make the team. It did take three plus months. <laughs> Since then, he gets called up in the practice squad like yesterday or this morning even. 
and he makes a huge difference in the game. Look at the instincts of him catching that deflection. Great deflection by Darnay Holmes. He gets his elbows, his arms under it. There's no chance that ball's hitting the turf. And it's just great fundamental football. You love to see it to create a turnover. And how about that turnover on the last drive to seal the game? That's oh, the one thing that the Giants defense hasn't done in years past. And they're creating those takeaways. Well, you had uh, Allen on that uh, backdrop. He drops back for like 10 yards and they get to him. And how about Jabal Sherd? You didn't even really hear his name too much. And he came to play today. I heard his name all day. Give him some more snaps in the rotation, man. Yeah, I mean, you got guys, uh, you know, making plays all over the field. Drafted all over Shane Lemieux, fifth-round pick. Cam Brown, sixth-round pick. Carter Coffin, seventh-round pick. Nico Lalo's turnover. Undrafted free agent. Graham Gano, free agent. Fucking, the list goes on and on. Colt McCoy, free agent signing this offseason. You know, there's a lot of worse backup quarterbacks we could have. Like giving some love, giving Cole McCoy some love. I don't. I listen, listen. The first couple passes, you're like, holy shit, this could be really, really, really bad. But I feel like once he, he starts getting up to speed, uh, you know, he didn't make the mistakes that could have cost him the game, and that's all you can really ask for for a backup quarterback. This is an 11-year veteran, and they were running play option reads with him, by the way. And I was like, what in the world are we running right now? Yeah, it's like, dude, Jason, Jason Gary, what Jason are you Jason Gary, we don't have Daniel Jones anymore. You need to adjust Boy, the game plan for Colt McCoy. That one to the right where it was like the design quarterback draw or like, yeah, the quarterback yeah. sweep. I was like, what is happening? Like, I get <laughs> the idea that you want to keep running your offense, but like, yeah, like no, mother no, no, no. of God. <laughs> like, like, no, like after that happened, I'm like, why the fuck are we running Wayne Gallman up the middle three, three times in a row? They couldn't stop it. He's getting five yards every time. Just keep fucking doing it. Well, at that point, we were still up. They were still up sixteen to ten, if I'm not uh, uh, incorrect. I I just don't understand that when the the running game is working, you have your backup quarterback in. You know, it's it's third and two, and we're running up. We're running the uh, a play with an empty backfield. Like worst case scenario, keep the clock ticking. Your defense is keeping you in this game. Continue to take away clock and go to the run game. I don't know. Uh, oh, I mean, and Cole missed Cole missed Deion Lewis too on that. Uh, oh well, yeah, running back true. out the flat. Oh my God, he would have taken that to the house if he uh, didn't overthrow him. Yeah, and another fucking blown uh, pass protection by Cam Fleming. The worst game of his Giants career by far. Three penalties, and that play he allows the edge rusher to be in Cole McCoy's face, bother him enough, enough to. Uh, uh, which was seven points right there. And how about Darius Slayton dropping that touchdown? You could have gone on 14-7 to respond right after that uh, uh, kick return touchdown. Was that yeah, the deep pass tough. you were talking about? The, uh, what was that? Yeah, it was a beautiful, was, that oh, was the finest of Danny's throws today in Slayton's hands. And he knows he's got to make that catch Worst because he had five he yards on the guy. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, he has to put a little extra effort into that and dives, and we have a long, you know, Daniel Jones has a long completion into Bengals territory, and we're moving. Best case scenario, he makes a fingertip tip grab and walks into the end zone, and to your point, Giants are up 14-7. 
immediately taking the air out of that stadium right after that kick return. But um, uh, we haven't even mentioned the hero of the game is Graham Cano. How you doing, Graham Cano? Four field goals, getting off the COVID list. Had a great day. It was kicking all that field goals in the hotel, hotel room, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I will say I, I, I was uh, – my take did not age well from the the matchup um, uh, episode. Berger, you asked if I was worried about special teams at all, and I, I sort of scoffed at the question. And really my rationale was twofold. A, the Giants special teams has been borderline elite all year. Now, they haven't broken off a return, I don't believe, but – you know, excellent coverage, great on kicks, great on punt returns or punt coverage. And at the time, my thought process was, well, if this game is as close as a field goal, then we're, we have a lot of other things going on. Can you imagine if Graham Gano did not play this game? I mean, everything that could have gone wrong for the Giants went wrong. And on the back of, as you said last week, Berger, uh, old golden leg himself, just squeak, squeak out a win for two points yep wasn't pretty but yeah we'll take it all day fucking long okay can i gotta ask you boys because i took a poll of the the, my family in the living room and i have to feel that all giants fans listening to this and watching that game felt the same way but the moment that that penalty the the holding penalty for Cam, and you knew that we were just going to run the ball to take some time out and have to punt the ball away. A scale of 1 to 10. 10 being the Giants were definitely going to lose, a 1 being that they were going to win. How did, Where were you at that moment? As we're punting the ball away to the Bengals with, you know, whatever it was, a minute left. So they line up, and I'm about a 5. I said this game really could go either way. Once Dixon, once that ball comes off Dixon's and the the returner has to back back pedal, I'm like, all right, this is looking good. And then for the turnover to happen, as uh, Allen drops back, like, wow, that's just the ultimate sigh of relief. Like, holy shit, we escaped. Yeah, but when when they that returner got the ball back to the fifty, where was your mind at? Oh, oh. I was I was towards eight. I was say I was a seven before the kick, and then like a stone cold nine, before, like yeah. right at the fifty. I was like, I was like, damn a minute, they can just get two first downs. Nugent's good kicker, like his game's over. I was a hard ten. Not I was I was a rock hard erect ten. Uh, <laughs> pitching pitch tens at that time. I was pitching tens. I was <laughs> pitching tens. I was like every giant. So we talked about this. It's like there's a play that happens, and then you can just see it all unfolding. And of course, the Giants would lose. Uh, what would have been the score? Twenty to nineteen. As time yeah. expired with a you know forty yard field goal. I just this the Giants defense was dominant, and they should have been dominant against an inferior opponent. But the idea that they could have lost that game due to complete ineptitude by our special teams and an injury to Daniel Jones and and the resulting poor offensive play would have just been that would have been, been tragic shit it would have been a Absolutely dagger tragic all right well let's a win is a win is a win ah! drop the mic guys oops um, oh three game winning streak drop oh, the mic oh, i'm excited oh. i'm excited um all right 
Hey, a win is a win. We are in first place. We're going to have all next week to talk about whatever the hell happens Monday night with the Eagles and the Seahawks and to get some information about Daniel Jones. Pray to whatever football gods, the old gods and the new uh, that that hamstring issue isn't a bigger deal and he is ready to rock and roll for us to carry out the rest of this season. So let's end it on a high note though. Uh, Giants win. We're in first place. Let's get to big blue all year's version of the good, the bad and the ugly. And that's where your panel goes to our Manning, Hanley and Dodge of the game. And for me, very obvious, my Manning of the game Graham Gano, we already talked about him. I'll leave it at that. Might be the MVP of the season. Another four for four. The dude's got his contract. Love him. I hope he's a giant for for the rest of time. He's like like John Carney or whatever. He's kicking until he's you know forty nine years old or something. <laughs> what do you guys got? My Manning has got to be Wayne Gallman. Just the north and south running you saw. Uh, you know he's running with a purpose. He's Joe Judge has lit a fire under him. He's tough on Wayne Goldman because he does fuck up in practice and every like that's the one thing about Wayne Goldman. They say he's like, oh, he'll do great, and then the next play he'll fumble it or easy drop. You know what I mean? And Joe Judge is really like up his ass about it, but he came to play today. So and he had the lone touchdown on offense. Oh, couldn't agree more. So my Manning. Even though we had a fumble, we're going with Evan Ingram. Six catches, 129 yards. That was a very shitty fumble he had, but, you know, he had a big 53-yard strike and a 44-yard catch that helped us on two drives. Um, You saw the explosiveness. I I liked how he bounced back, Um, especially after that fumble. He looked very dangerous out there, so it was an encouraging sign there. But, yeah. Such an infuriating man. I won't even get into that. I know um, it's it's the worst, but God, he's so great, he's glorious. He's a matchup nightmare. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, so my Hanley, we already talked about him. Uh, Darius Slayton, quiet game. You can call the. I mean, the Giants' lack of offensive production. Um, obviously, after Jones went down, I mean, the Giants had 242 passing yards on the day. I want to say Jones had like 90% of those stats. Uh, yeah, he had 211 out of the 242. So can't knock him. But I'm going to say, as we talked about already, that drop uh, was a huge one. You're either walking in for a touchdown or we have the ball uh, deep in Bengals territory at a moment where we needed to flip the script after that kick return. So uh, love him. Uh, he won't be on this list very often, but my Hanley for this week's got to go with Darius Slade. Yeah, my Hanley's got to be the referee, man. I, I said it, but those two crucial, crucial calls, Golden Tate and Darnay Holmes, just unbelievable. But believable because the Giants always get fucked by the refs. Burger? All right, my Hanley's going to be uh, Daniel Jones's hamstring finger popping in the third quarter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty shitty. Um, hopefully it's nothing serious, but you could tell that the game became way closer after he got knocked out. So, um, let's keep our fingers crossed, Big Blue. He just went for an M- MRI, according to Bleacher Report. We'll get, we'll get Big Mac on this week to talk about what quarterbacks and hamstrings look like, but yeah, I hate to see it. All right, so when my dodge of the week 
is going with the media and frankly, specifically uh, the New York City uh, market media, spinning this whole narrative out of control all week about Judge and Columbo. Look, zero sacks allowed, 144 yards on the ground, 4.8 yards per play. The Giants offensive line didn't skip a beat again against a terrible team that they should have dominated. But if you if this team was in any other market and they fired a assistant coach after he had words with the head coach, this wouldn't have even been a blip on the radar. So hopefully this week at least dulls some of that crap and we can move forward talking about actual football and real storylines. So my dodge is going with the media for the week. Uh, let's see what Googs has got and these young guys stepping up. Uh, as we head into another, frankly, porous defense next week. So that's my dodge. My dodge has got to be the special teams, man. Honestly, just brutal on the kick returns, on uh, everything. But I I will say Riley Dixon did, did do his job. Graham Gano did do his job. The, uh, maybe not special teams as a unit, but it's the coverage, man, and the missed uh-huh. tackles. You know, if if the returner gets to Graham Gano, it's not going to be pretty. And that happened tw- two or three times. I noticed that Gano was about to make the tackle. Obviously, he's a kicker. Tough to make a tackle when you're a kicker, unless you're, you know, one of those. Honestly, you know, <laughs> you never know with a kicker if they're big and jacked and actually good tacklers. You like to see them eat. But Graham Gano is uh, our points manufacturer. He's not our big hitter on special teams. All right, well, obviously, the dodge has got to be Cam Fleming. Guy almost blew the game there with that. We had it. We put it on third and three, and he gets a holding penalty. Results in the Giants having to punt the ball back, resulting in everything that happened in the game in Cincinnati fumbling on the last drive and giving the Giants quite a scare. But, you know, we won anyway. But Cam Fleming, you got to do better. Three penalties are unexcusable. Uh, You were the weakling today. Goodbye. One thing, one thing I do want to mention that I don't think we mentioned was Leonard Williams had himself a hell of a game as well. He did three more pressures, another sack, fumble pretty recovery, weak, pretty weak, but also boneheaded. Uh, oh yeah, that that passer penalty, uh, roughing the yeah. passer. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a soft penalty. Yeah, nah, fuck, I forgot very, about very that. Boneheaded. Very yeah. boneheaded. All right. Well, that does it for uh, Manning, Hanley, and Dodge. And, uh, gentlemen, you got anything else you want to say? All I know is that it feels good to win and be in first place. We got lots to be thankful for, and we will be coming back with a whole lot of things to talk about here in just the next few days. Uh, Big games coming up. Uh, Can't wait to see what happens with Seattle and the Eagles, and fingers crossed for Danny Dimes. Boys, you got anything before we head out? Um. Yeah, just prayers up for Danny Dimes. Hopefully he doesn't miss too much time, if any. Um, you know, just be thankful that it's December and we're totally dialed in. We're at the top of the race right now. For at least barring that Eagles win tomorrow, we will stay there for the rest of the week. Uh, you know, that's all you could really ask for. This is really house money at this point, you know. E- even if they don't win the division... They made it fucking interesting till hopefully Christmas. And that's all you can ask for after years of irrelevance that we've seen. Hey, let's just fucking go Giants, baby. Keep it simple. Oh, Shaman, take us out. Well, there's the episode. And like they said, we're in first place. 
And yeah, forget about the Eagles game on Monday. Live in the moment. Enjoy first place for now. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Big Blue All Year. And rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you on Friday.